Yeah, I got kicked out when I was about 18. Um, yeah, parents, I, I moved out and that was it. I never returned. They were like, you can't, yeah, you know what I mean? You don't have a home really. And that's where it all st started going downhill for me. Yeah, I was able to buy a home for my for my wife, you know, provide for my daughter, uh, show a great man example for my daughter. You know, um, all those things are a part of this, this company, you know, it helped me build myself to, yeah, to be me. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. We are super excited to be hanging out with you again. Nate and Brian, your hosts, are joining you on a new Monday morning with a new topic and a new guest. This time we're focusing on determination with a great story from my man, John Perez. He's joining us later today to talk about his story and how the trades literally changed his life. But before we jump into that, we're going to hear from Brian with our quote. You cannot swim for new horizons until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. William Faulkner. All right, kind of a ships are burning type of thing. Uh, yeah, I guess you could throw Cortez. Yeah, the Cortez thing. thing in there. Yeah. All right, for those of you not aware, uh, when Mr. Cortez landed in Mexico, uh, he was hiking with his troops up the mountain. They looked back and the ships were on fire. Uh, that was not an accident. That was intentional because Cortez wanted the men to be 100% determined to continue with their mission and not looking back. Yeah, there was no sailing home. No sailing home. And that's the type of story that we want to hear uh, about with our guest today who's going to be joining us. We'll put him in our passenger seat later. Uh, but for right now, we want to talk a little bit about determination. Yeah, de determination, uh, just for the simple fact that, as you'll hear in John's story, he... Man, he, as I recall from uh, knowing him when he was younger, he just he, he went through a lot to get where he is today, and um, never, I guess, more than determination. He he never lost his smile. That guy has has been. Uh, it's plastered a, on him. A beacon of positivity every step of the way, no matter how how much he struggled, and we have seen him struggle quite a bit. Um, but you would never know it from his face. So he was, he was determined, uh, but still optimistic. And we get guys come through here who are miserable, no matter how good life treats them, um, or no matter how good things seem to be going with them on the outside. And I don't want to say that people don't go through things that other people don't know about, but I do want to say that attitude is a choice, 100%. Um, and look no further than my buddy John Perez to see how choosing to be optimistic not only brought him through tough times, but it, it will keep him progressing as long as I have something to do with his career um, immensely because that's somebody I can always count on to make me in a little bit better mood when, 
when I'm not in a great mood or just, you know, make, make life seem a little bit easier by way of his enthusiasm. Yeah, Brian, I think perspective is such a powerful thing. And it, it's, it's so easy to forget that because, you know, you, you get into a situation or an environment and you live there for so long. And before long, you lose sight of what else is out there. And you could have came from, uh, you know, a, a terrible organization and go into a good organization and you have a different perspective than somebody who only grew up in the good organization because you can always hearken back to, well, it's better than that time or man, this place is so much different or, oh man, you have no idea how bad it really can be. <clears throat> and those perspectives can be game changing for us. And sometimes we actually, we see it with uh, younger people coming into business who like they get dissatisfied after a little bit uh, because, you know, it, I mean, this, this is going to sound kind of uh, prideful, but, you know, we believe we have a good thing here and they kind of grow up in it and then they never actually experience anything besides that good thing. It's one of those uh, grass is greener on the other side of the fence type scenarios where then you start kind of uh, looking over there and, and seeing what's out there. But if you have been the person who's actually been on both sides of the fence and you've seen that the grass is not actually green over there, in fact, that was all a mirage and the grass that you had originally was the best, that's when that perspective really comes in and helps settle in that determination that I am in a good place and I'm going to grow here, put down roots and blossom. So it, it's that type of thinking that uh, really provides for a good perspective on life that can bring about gratitude and just a, a willingness to go on with that great attitude. Absolutely. <clears throat> Before we uh, bring John in, I wanted to throw a special thank you out there to Melissa Mel Ruddy, who works for Jim Collins um, and is helping with his new his new book project that they're working on. For those who do know Jim Collins, he's the author of the book Good to Great and Built to Last. And we here are huge fans of Good to Great. Well, everything Jim Collins works on, frankly, is always gold. But Good to Great in particular had a had a uh, big impact on my career early and has helped, I don't know, tens of thousands of businesses, you think? Oh my. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of businesses yeah. uh, move from from probably bad to good and then good to great, hopefully. And we highly recommend this book to anyone who hasn't read it. I don't care what your position is because as I told Mel, uh, who works with Jim, we're, we're in talks with them trying to, trying to see if we can get Jim, uh, to come on the podcast and talk about good to great and the project he's currently working on. Um, but just for the effort and for having spent some time, um, going back and forth with their team, we opened up a box. Uh, what was the other day? Uh, they got sent to the shop, and it was two copies of Jim Collins' Good to Great book. Yeah. And they are both autographed uh, specifically to me and specifically to Nate. So Appreciate that. Huge. For Brian, with best wishes, Jim Collins. Yeah, that was just that was a huge deal for both of us, uh, me in particular, because I, I, I just – I don't know how many times I've been through this book, or at least my ears have been through the audio book. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's had a huge impact on me, so I just wanted to say thank you to Mel. And uh, best best wishes to her and to Jim and to their team and what they're working on here. I can't wait to get a hold of this new book when it comes out. Yeah, speaking of a book, 
that kind of is a good segue into the uh, the story that John is going to be helping us understand and walking us through here in a little bit, where the turning of a page makes a complete difference in the story. And that turning of a page, that new chapter can be the opportunity. And in so many ways, for John and his story, it was the opportunity of getting into the trades and then what that has turned him into and has done for him and his family. And it's that message that we continue to just be really excited about and want to spread the good news to as many people who are out there considering either career change or just getting out of school and and trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. The opportunity of the home services industry is just immense and there's such a need for good people to be in it. Absolutely. Speaking of determination, you know, I don't like talked about me, but for once, I'm going to turn this mic on myself. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, uh, reluctantly started uh, 75 hard Monday with my, I'm not sure my wife is still doing it to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, and uh, well, shoot as this episode airs, it'll be like two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I probably still aren't, uh, am no longer still on this uh, 75 hard program now that this thing's airing. But uh, Mike Vavrick, our call center manager here also started it with me. And it was funny that, so what's 75 hard for those who don't know, Andy Frisella uh, started this program and it is number one, follow a strict diet. This can be a diet of your choice, but it has to be a structured plan designed with a physical improvement in mind. So that can be, you know, um, intermittent fasting, like say I don't eat from, from 8 PM till 11 AM or what I did was all uh, added sugar. I'm cutting out anything that has sugar added to it, period, for 75 days. Number two, you must complete two 45-minute workouts per day every one of these 75 days. I'm out. And one of them has to be outdoors. Oh, I'm out times two. It's getting cold. (laughs) Couldn't have picked a worse time in Pennsylvania to start this thing, but here we go. Um, so what we're doing for the second, you know, I work out in the gym in the morning, so that's not a huge deal, but the second workout, I'm trying to incorporate like a hike with the kids for, it's more like an hour, hour and a half, but, um, in the evenings. So number three, absolutely no alcohol or cheat meals for 75 days. Um, this one, not Brian, too- Brian's out. Yeah, this one's, believe it or not, it's not too difficult, although I do like a nice IPA craft beer from time to time. Um, it's something I can definitely live without, and it's probably better for me anyway. Number four, take a progress picture every day. I actually have completely forgotten to do that this entire week, so I'm just going to take five when I get home. Uh, number five, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. Not a massive shift for me because I start with 32 ounces every morning, but man, am I making a lot of pit stops these days. It's, uh, I didn't realize how far <laughs> I had been from a gallon of just straight water <laughs> on top of anything else you drink. So it's got to be that gallon of water separate from anything else. So yeah, I'm even having to get up in the middle of the night. Now it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last but not least, one that is somewhat difficult for me, to find time for with the four kids and the dog and the cat and the, you know, two, two businesses and the podcast and is read 10 pages of a book. Audio books do not count. 
zero compromise, zero substitution you have until you go to sleep each day to complete all of these. If you fail one time, you must start over on day one. Does Garfield count? The book? Yeah. Uh, you think I'm not counting kids' books, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I got four kids. The little engine that could. So I started Monday morning, and it was like, I don't know what time it was when we found this this box that was just sitting on my desk. We cracked the, the, the box open, and here are two autographed copies of Good to Great. So just wanted to throw that in there. And, uh, again, thank you, Mel, for making that happen for no particular reason. We did nothing to earn or deserve this other than heap our praise onto that team for what an amazing work this book, Good to Great, is. Yeah, that is an amazing book. And, of course, Mr. Collins is a revolutionary author um, and has done so much for so many. And that's kind of the the same example of, like, how that revolutionary book has done so much for so many in business. The trades has done so much for so many in personal life. We're going to hear more about that type of thinking with John's story as we put John Perez in your passenger seat. Our guest today is John Perez. He is a five-year plumber in uh, with our organization, actually. So Brian and I have the pleasure of working with him at Benjamin Franklin Plumbing in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, he came to us straight out of the trade schools and kind of cut his teeth uh, working new construction over summers and then made his way into the residential service industry with us. Uh, with that, welcome to the show, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. Welcome, Appreciate buddy. It. It's yeah. about time we finally put this one together. Yeah, right. It's a big one. <laughs> this is exciting, yeah. John yeah. is part of the first the first class uh, where it was you and me, right, Nate? Went and spoke at that East Stevens. Yes, sir. Uh, did I? Yep. I? I know I was there once. You did, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, both were there. <laughs> nice. Went and spoke at one of the local trade schools here. Well, be honest. Was it me or Brian that convinced you? I have to say B, man. Right. Hey, I'm sorry, Nate. B, B decides who, what <laughs> hey, calls he gets. Well, hey, uh, we're going to bring this in for a landing <laughs> yeah, right. here. So, John, it was nice having you on the show. Yeah, we're ready with the landing. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> me out. <laughs> Somehow our most entertaining episode uh, still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. cool, man. Hey, we want to hear about your story and uh, <clears throat> how you got into this whole mess that we call the plumbing world. Yeah, right. Um, so why don't you start us off at you know, kind of where you were at, in high school, coming out of high school, maybe even before that, I don't know what got you interested in working with your hands and we'll dig in from there. All right, man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I didn't know what I was going to do out of high school. Um, I was actually going to get ready to enlist into the Marines. Okay. And then I had a mentor at the time, which said, why don't we try a trade school? And we went over to the trade, uh, like Stevens, did a little walk around. That's uh, Thaddeus Stevens yeah, College. Yeah, Thaddeus Stevens College, Lancaster, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we did a little walk around. I met our teacher. She had a whole mullet. <laughs> is, that, is that Joe? <laughs> yeah, Miss Joe, yeah. yeah. She's awesome. Um, after I met her, then she kind of like, kind of guided me to. I bet take, she did. Take up plumbing. Miss jo <laughs> Joe <laughs> yeah. was in love with John Yeah, Perez. she did, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, so she's he, funny. No, she's she's some something special, yeah, to me. Nice. Yeah, she guided me through Stevens and everything, so she helped me. Yeah. yeah. And then... um. So yeah. in high school, like, what was it that made you feel unsure of what you wanted to do? I mean, it's not unusual, obviously, for a lot of people in, in high school, but, you know, did you have an interest in working with your hands, or, or what was it that kind of prompted you to say, oh, you know what, I'd at least like to go check out what a trade school would look like? What, right. what was that? Well, 
I didn't know what to do because I wasn't a school guy or anything like that. Yeah. So like, I didn't want to go to a four year school. Right. That, that was a negative no, right? Like that's a no right off the bat. Um, so I was confusing that and I didn't want a, a office job either or anything. Um, so yeah, I, I knew how to work with my hands my whole entire life. So yeah. did you have hobbies or anything? That sports. That's it. Sports, yeah. Okay. I was 100% into sports, basketball, football, and track and everything. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I was more of, like, a physical person than more of, like, sitting back behind some, like, a desk. And yeah, kind of like yeah. Brian does. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if it, if it wasn't going to be plumbing, it was going to be the armed services. Exactly. Yeah, Marines. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, when you went there, did something, cl- like, sorry, when you went to the college and kind of <clears> did that walkthrough <throat> and, and met uh, the professors and saw the campus and those types of things, was something in it? in you clicked and said like this is what i want to do or were you still kind of in debate mode about like "Mm, you know maybe the marines maybe plumbing i'm not sure right yeah well after meeting tyndall and her saying the possibilities of me making good money (laughs) in the plumbing trade sealed the deal yeah that that's what did it for me because yeah nice yeah yeah in that in that situation i was more focused on money and getting more money yeah where i was at at that point yeah okay all right so you Decided to take the leap, graduated high school, mm-hmm. and started at Thaddeus, which is a two-year trade college. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So let's jump in there. What was life like in trade schools, and, uh, <laughs> you know, how did it go for you? Yeah, it was it was hell, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, the the three-year – I actually did a three-year program. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so the first uh, – it's called a pre-major program. Is that like Brian? He took 14 years to graduate? Yeah, yeah, Brian, <laughs> exactly. Brian didn't graduate. <laughs> yeah. So they only they only allow a certain amount of students in Okay. Um, in a class or whatever. So, unfortunately, I was one too many. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so they uh, they offered me the pre- uh, the pre-major uh, program. You could take like your gen eds. Gen eds, exactly, stuff, yeah. yeah. So knock out some gen eds and get that out the way um but yeah and then from there started (laughs) going to school (laughs) yeah it was yeah it wasn't too good was it easy for you to um to adapt to plumbing had you ever done plumbing in your life before that have you ever done any any trade before that no i didn't even know how to read a tape measure oh wow yeah it was it was from scratch. Oh, some yeah. would say he still hasn't learned. Nah, get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, but but again, that goes all the way uh, to Miss T. Like Miss T broke it down for me, and she knew I wasn't a book guy, so yeah. like she she understood that, and she sat down with me and uh, broke it down for me to where I could understand. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's awesome um, to have somebody who took such an interest in you and making exactly. sure that you were coming along. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, so tell us about the experience. Like, how exactly it, you've never picked up a power tool, mm-hmm. or, or very rarely, I'm guessing, in your life prior to that. And like now, yeah. all of a sudden, you're starting to use hole saws and sawzalls <laughs> and and drills and everything else. Like, what was that like? That, that was a complete. Yeah, that was a mess, man. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Show me your fingers. Yeah. Look at they're all still <laughs> they there. Got a how bunch about of, that? Yeah, but they got a bunch of scars on them, man. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great experience, like that transition and everything, learning everything. Uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, you didn't feel like did you just kind of um, I was all a, right into it, like you yeah. became a natural. Yeah, it it was like natural because uh, like Miss T would teach us how to use these things, yeah. like these tools and everything. 
as long as you pay attention, you know, you're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about the, then when you started getting into the actual, like, technical piece of plumbing mm -hmm. where you had to figure out slopes and, you know, uh, different angles and those mm -hmm. types of things, you know, what was it like uh, starting to learn all that from scratch with yeah. no background? Yeah, that, that, that was a mess. Yeah. That took a lot of studying and chilling with Miss T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the class. Yeah. And was your classroom set up in a way that you could actually like go out and start throwing pipes together and, and soldering and whatever? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miss T gave us like some time to in, during the class to uh, go through uh, like some copper. If you want to practice on copper, uh, connecting cast iron, cutting cast iron, which we rarely do. <laughs> yeah. Have, anymore. You, have you done that since you've been here? Yeah. Put cast iron in. Like uh, use the uh, chain cutters or anything? No. Not one time. No, nah, I used the sawzall with the diamond blade. Oh, gotcha. Or yeah. a I'm circular, I'm, I'm or circular saw, yeah. yeah. We didn't have the diamond <laughs> blades when I was in a truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we used the sawzall or a circuit, or, uh, yeah, circular saw, yeah. Okay. So you <clears throat> you were with her in first year, and then you had Mr. Skimsky in. Yeah, so I did my pre-major program the first year. Uh, second year was Miss T. Third year was Miss Mr. Ski. Yeah. Okay, I got you. And then you and Brandon Hernandez, your buddy who came here with you. Best friends, yeah. You guys were in all three together? Yep, okay. all three, yeah. He oh, came. he went to three years as well? Yeah, because oh, nice. he, he didn't apply till after, like, summer already started. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was way late when he applied. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I was there, I, <clears throat> I uh, do what I usually do at those classes, which is like, hey, if you want to come see me, at, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I promote, like, a, a selling culture, a, a culture of... I mean, upselling and selling aren't words I love to use, you yeah. know, there's presenting options and showing people everything we offer and letting them decide if something that we offer is for them, which a lot of people in the trades aren't huge fans of, at least where I came up. Most, most of the guys didn't like that kind of thing. They just consider it like used car sales. Mm -hmm. I stand in front of the classroom and I turn my back to the class as part of my presentation and I say, I'm going to write a word on the board. And I want you guys to tell me the first thing that comes to mind after I write it. Yeah. And, and I write uh, selling tech. And right. then uh, I say, keep it PG. <laughs> and then just out comes scumbag and like, you know, Jeez, these car yeah. salesmen and all these words. And um, what was JP's response to that? Yeah. I, I don't turn around. I keep oh, my okay. back to the, to the yeah, because I don't, you know, one, I don't want to hold any grudges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what happens at every class, be it. CTC, you know, whichever schools I would go speak to. Um, and then I go through my presentation on how what we teach is that, but it's not the way you think it is. It's mm -hmm. a very professional options based. I compare it to, you know, being at uh, Walmart or the grocery store and them having these handy little things that they think you'll probably buy if you see them right there at the checkout register. That's that's all we do. We just show what we offer. Because most right. of our clients don't know what we offer. The vast majority of our clients, when I was in a truck here, did not know we did water treatment. They all had Kinetico systems, which we don't even offer because they did not know that we did water treatment. Uh, a lot, a large portion of our clients don't know that we do drain cleaning. Mm -hmm. It's not advertised, so it's it's not something they think about. They think about the roto whatever, the, the you know. <laughs> snake Cap yeah. captain rooter <laughs> or what have you so my thing what has always been <clears throat> to give them options of every show them everything we offer 
If they want to pick some stuff, let them pick some stuff. But if not, no big deal. We'll see them next time they need us. So I go through all that. And then at the end, I say, if you want to come work for me, or at least come and interview with me, don't come up to me after the class. Don't, don't show up at the shop and knock on the door. Show your teacher that you deserve the opportunity. And what does that look like? Get here on time. Be presentable. Don't look like you just rolled out of bed because you're not going to be able to work here if you do that. Um, just show from today on you have a clean slate with your teacher and show him or her that you, you deserve this opportunity. Not everybody wants to come work here, and I'm not saying they do, but a few who do, this is how you get there. So, But again, don't come talk to me after the class. Don't show up at the shop. Just show your teacher that this is what you want, and, and they'll tell you how to get there. And after 24 That's interviews, great. we finally got John. Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two minutes after I ended my, my talk, I'm standing out there with both Resumes. teachers, and uh, John and Brandon came walking right up to me. Hey, bro, we want to come work for you. <laughs> yeah. We had our resumes ready and everything. Yep. And what going. did I say? I like their attitude. They're in. <laughs> yeah. It did, it did yeah. take some selling on my part, but I do specifically remember John and Brandon both saying, when after we interviewed, I feel like that's the I feel like this is the place I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon is no longer with us. Brandon is now a member of the SWAT team. Yes, sir. In uh, York, Pennsylvania, which is pretty freaking awesome. Appreciate your service, Brandon. That's pretty, yeah, buddy. That's awesome, man. He went through Hell Week on that one. Yeah, literally, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, came. They home. have a Hell he's, Week. He's dead. <laughs> he came home. He's like twenty pounds lighter. Oh wow! I'm like, jeez, dude. Like you went through it. Yeah. yeah, and we'll we'll get a, we'll do another episode with Brandon, uh, maybe Brandon and John. Yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah, Brandon liked it so much that uh, I don't know. A couple years after he was gone, he he and John together helped Brandon's brother get in here, who is now a successful plumber for us, who went through an apprenticeship and is now yeah kicking kicking butt for us. Billy, shout yep. out to Billy. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Billy. <laughs> awesome. So, John, uh, you're you're in the middle of college. Uh, learning the trade, kind of getting things <clears throat> under. Where's your mindset at now? Like when you entered into school, you probably thought, hey, maybe this could be something. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a year and a half, two years into this thing, or do you have a, a different belief at that point? Or are you still kind of feeling unknown? Once I'm going through the whole program? Or, yeah, or, yeah getting towards that, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. once once I, I fit, I'm like mid first year, yeah, this is for me. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, you're all in at that point. Yeah, for sure. So then it was a matter of figuring out what you wanted to do when as you far as when you got out of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like if I want to be in the service construction, I didn't know. You know. Right. But, so <clears throat> how many? Like you would have had guys like Brian coming in, and I'm assuming you would have had uh, other other people also in the residential services coming in, and perhaps even some commercial services coming in. Right. Yeah. What was it about? Brian or about the residential side of things that interested you more than perhaps commercial please it was all Brian what are you talking about you were there Nate you remember it's It's amazing there's no way I'm actually putting that on record yeah (laughs) it was the the character of Brian really and and yourself you know and you um, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was yeah, all, yeah. It was all that personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about like the personality and stuff. Like, that guy asks really good questions, man. Yeah, it looked like he enjoyed what he what he does, you know. So yeah. um, everyone else just came in, and it was like, like it was just miserable. Like they they hated the fact that they were there. Mm. That's that's what I got from them. Uh, 
Brian wasn't like that. Brian had a bunch of energy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, like I see. That. Like I see my yeah. my people in in those schools. You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go through trade school. I I dropped out of high school, but <clears throat> and this is no shot at at the men and women in those classes, but the men and women in those classes, they're they're not four year degree people. Yep. They're not they're not going to an Ivy League school and off to work mm-hmm. for Google or something like that. They're the I feel like the vast majority of people who end up in a trade school and correct me if I'm wrong. There was that's it. Yeah. Like they, they don't have a whole. They don't have a. They don't have many options. Desk, that's school it. desk full yeah. of options. It's just like I got to get something and quick. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be the age where mom and dad are going to kick me out here. Yeah, and I got to figure out my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> I got kicked out. Well, what do you mean by that? Dead. Go into that. Going to me getting, yeah, I got kicked out when I was about 18. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, parents, I, I moved out and that was it. I never returned. <laughs> they were like, you can't, you know what I mean? You don't have a home really. And that's where it all st- started going downhill for me, really. So graduation day, high school hits and you got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. Wow. Yeah. I was sleeping in uh 1999 Toyota Corolla. During the breaks. Whoa. And, and my wife now knew that I was doing this. Um, she uh, she fed me through KFC. She worked at KFC. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull up on the drive-thru. She's like, here you go, babe. I'm like, thanks, babe. Yeah. Wow. But she knew, but there's nothing she could have done, you know. Like, she lives with her parents, so you yeah. know what I mean? I couldn't do anything. So I was I started working at a little gas station, Turkey Hill, you know, and uh, made like 70 bucks two every two weeks (laughs) and i had to try to make that last you know what i mean until the next paycheck so yeah man yeah that puts a whole that puts a whole nother perspective on things right there yeah so were you when we met that first time yeah that was were you sleeping in your car at that time when we met no i was in the dorms because you came in during the Oh, during the during school, school year. year, yeah. yeah okay. So, yeah, I was in the dorm, but if but in the summers, <clears throat> summers I would go couch to couch, uh, oh, man. sleep in my car. Um, yeah, it's pretty it. And my dorm room was on the first floor, so I would leave the window unlocked and crawl in through the window. Oh my <laughs> word! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that was it. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it is. So how, how's that look now, buddy? You still sleeping in a 99, uh, 99 Hell Corolla? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping in a nice queen size bed. Yeah. And uh, it and even has the remotes where you can come up. And <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, are you renting said house with a queen size bed in it? Or? No, sir. I bought my house when I was 26. Yeah. My man, 26 By years old. 26, that's yeah. incredible. It, yeah. it, ben Franklin really changed my life. And that's why I'm forever grateful to this company. Uh, John Perez in my changed situation. John Perez's life. Yeah, that too. A, yeah, but a lot of people have had the same opportunity and not done anything with it. So yeah, it's, it's not us, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the exciting part of your story. And because how many other people in your graduating class of high school were in the same situation as you? Probably none. <laughs> well, I, I'm, but I mean, like, in, it's like I don't know where I'm going. I don't yeah. have any direction. I don't have anybody speaking in my life. I don't even know if I have a house. Right. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people were yeah. in that situation, right? Yeah. It, w- it wasn't just me because, like Brian was saying earlier, like, yeah, half of these, everyone has a story. Right. You know, like they're they're going through something in this school, and no one knows, you know, because we all put a front. We we smile, you know, everything's cool. Yeah, you don't need to know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not even uh, Brandon knew a little bit. 
but not all of it that I was sleeping in my car. Yeah. Yeah. He knew, he only knew that like, yeah, I can't go home. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's something. And then I, I think Brian hit that spot on, right? So yes, the plumbing field gave mm-hmm. you the opportunity, but it's your capitalization of that opportunity that makes a difference. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that, that's a big kudos to you, man, <clears throat> because you appreciate you know, that. Yeah. the door got, the, the door got put in front of you or you walked up to it, but you still had to choose to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And that, that came with work. You had to put in the work, right? I really, I really did. Cause, uh, when I first started, what was my ticket average? Uh, 200 bucks. <laughs> Not when you first started, you, you came out of the gate with some raw enthusiasm and just were, was on fire. Now we had had, there was a lot of backup support to help you get the stuff put in. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, John's trying to yeah, solder you, PVC over there. there was, yeah. There was a time when it got down as low as, Two hundred dollars, yeah. and uh, it was a, you, you were kind of burned out. I would say, um, yeah. That's about that's when you and Katie moved, picked up and moved to Florida. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, and I remembered you called talking about you were moving back. So I think you, you guys were pregnant. Yeah, Katie got pregnant. Yeah, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and wanted to be back by family. I was talking to you way before that, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, hang on, we're, we're kind of jumping ahead there. Let's let's go back to finishing out college. So you okay. finished out college. You you obviously had the conversation with Brian. Mm-hmm. You decided to start your career in Benjamin Franklin Plumbing in the plumbing industry. We do residential service for sure. What was it like coming straight out of school and then actually being placed in front of real live customers who actually have real life problems that you're going to fix? That was very very hard for me. Um, just because like you were saying earlier was the selling, but that's how I saw it. I saw it as selling, uh, not servicing our, so give an example of like what you would have been turned off to the big numbers, uh, giving them the opportunity to purchase a water filtration system or something like that, that you just would have been adverse to that. Like, yeah, yeah. John had a challenge with shop with, uh, presenting out of his own wallet. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. There was a big. I wouldn't buy this. You know, right? Would they? I I I can't afford. Yeah, five thousand dollars for whatever for a tankless water heater. How in the world could could this family? Mm Hmm. So that that was my biggest obstacle uh, with that transition. Well, that makes sense considering your living conditions and what you've gotten through. Yeah, yeah. So that that getting out of that broke mindset was was like my success. You know what I mean? Like just being able to break through that is what helped me sell a lot more and yeah now you said broke mindset i do think that's an actual that an actual state of mind that people exist in talk to talk to us a little bit about what that meant even outside of plumbing in, outside of plumbing well uh <laughs> you're broke you know <laughs> that's it you're broke and uh you just don't want to buy anything because you're broke you don't want any you know you expect customers not to buy because you're broke and that that was it, yeah. But like, what does that do for? Do you end up kind of looking, looking for handouts, or or like looking for that type of like, uh, you know, I, I'm, the world's just against me. Yeah, well, you feel a little down. Yeah, you start. Sure. Yeah, you start beating yourself up pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what was it about you that made you break out of that? Me, geez, uh, to be honest, being able to s- provide security for my wife. Um, because she helped me through it. So, um, that was that, um, and being able to like see him, like when I met Brian and everything and stuff like that, seeing that he was young, he has a house, stuff like that. Seeing young people reaching these goals, you know, it's like, 
it's totally possible. So I just. So you want it better for yourself. Exactly. Your yeah. Family. I just wanted it for me to be able to say I did this and, you know. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> so you jump into it with both feet. You're you're in front of people. You're dealing with kind of some of your own mind head trash, we'll say. Right. Yeah. And you're trying to work through that. Where was it that you kind of came to a place of being burned out? Burned out? Uh, it was that big transition of, like, working so many hours, like, the on-call and everything like that. Um, but that was my own fault because I was rushing through the calls. So that meant, that meant I'm running more calls. You know what I mean? Because right. you're going to continue to put more calls on me if I burned them. You know? Like, if, yeah. Not, so not, uh, not the calls you necessarily want either. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm burning them, you know, like if, if I take my time with one customer and try to build this relationship and give them uh great options and everything or whatever they need, maybe my life will get better. So yeah, that's yeah, what there I was a point too, where I remember you went from saying stuff all the time, like, I don't know about this selling stuff. I don't know about this. Yeah. Stuff. Like I can't sell I man. Maybe I'm just not cut out for selling. And it used to make me bang my head against my desk. Stop, stop trying to sell John. Yeah. <laughs> just, and that was it. Just show them what we have and give them options. And it was funny be because I remember almost to the <clears> day <throat> where new guys would start coming in and John would go, man, don't even worry about that selling stuff, bro. Mm -hmm. You ain't selling. Mm -hmm. Just It just, his, his whole vocabulary changed one day and he's like, don't even call it selling because you're not selling. And boom, just like that, he took off. Yeah. So, that, Brian, I want to I want to invite you into the conversation here, specific to how this thanks, is all bro. transpiring. Like, so you were you were instrumental, and in, of course, getting in front of John in in his college years, and then you know he makes a transition from college into actual real world business. What was it in him that you saw that was so attractive? And then how did you see that play out in real life? Well, my he's, good looks. He's got pretty eyes and broad shoulders. <laughs> I don't know who can, who can pass that up. <laughs> uh, well, John in particular, is, it's really easy. I I wouldn't have known the guy was sleeping in his car because he oozes raw enthusiasm 24-7. He is always smiling. He's, he always, I mean, even when he's coming here, you know, stormed in here angry, like, I'm not making enough money. Yeah. Or uh, this on-call is killing me, bro. Within... 15 words we're both laughing yeah at his angriest um and that is the exact same way i am so we we connect on that level that uh optimistic if you will level pretty pretty easily mm -hmm. um and brandon you know his best friend not like that but had equally enticing qualities in, in doing what we do he's a much more serious guy yeah but he is goal-oriented he's he's super driven he's um just like John, he, they both um, exemplify our core values, professional, empathetic, grateful, and driven to a T. And that, that the uh, empathy <clears throat> and gratitude really, really shine in John in particular. Um, yeah, John's somebody, even at, at his worst, at his lowest point, he was all up in his head. I'd hire him again in a second for sure. Appreciate that, bro. Now, Brian, I know you have a passion to see people – um, like have opportunity and succeed with that opportunity. I mean, did that come into play with, with John and, and kind of that whole collegiate approach? Yeah, both of those guys. And every time I go to a trade school and I see 
a room full of people that I feel like not, not everybody, but the majority that I feel like we're on my same path, which is, boy, I could very easily turn left here and, mm-hmm. and go down a dark road. Um, like a lot of people I grew up with or somebody could give me the opportunity I got and I could run with that and change the trajectory of God knows how many generations of my family. That's funny you say that because uh, when I was in college, <laughs> I never said this to you, but I even told my wife, um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, babe, I think I'm going to go deal some drugs. <laughs> like I need to make wow. some money. Like, you know, I need something. So that's funny because uh, I really thought about taking that left turn. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. not everybody listening to this can even comprehend that. But no. We both grew up in a place where it's not easy. <laughs> you either, that, a lot of times you either do that or you ain't eating. Yeah. So, you know, you're stealing or dealing or you ain't eating. Right. It's yeah. just, there's not a whole lot of opportunity. Yep. So, yeah, if I get the chance to slide somebody an opportunity, you know, it's, it's not, it's not fun at these trade schools because a lot of times people already have a couple DUIs or mm-hmm. felonies or, um, you know, and they're not hireable for us in, in, you know, being the brand that we represent that we don't do that. So there were people in John's class who came up to me and said, yeah, man, I want to, I want the opportunity. And we, you know, we go through the interview and talk about the background and say, like, wow, right. at 19 years old, you've already disqualified yourself from, from ever working here potentially, or at least right. the next decade or so. So <clears throat> yeah, it's tough because you can't get everybody the same opportunity, but man, would I like to. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> thank you, bro. You were worth it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, John, uh, how I mean, you, you got us Billy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> John, how did you end up in Florida then? Uh, Florida, uh, well, like Brian said, I was pretty burnt out. Um, the opportunity, like, kind of like presented itself because my cousins wanted to go down to Florida, so they offered it, offered us to go down with them, and we went down. Brian mentioned they have a uh, ben Franklin down there, so I applied. I he let them know that I was coming down. Yeah, my man Mario yeah. shot him yeah. a text said I got yeah. a good dude for you. Yeah, <laughs> made it happen. Nice, and they made it happen. Yeah, yeah. So how long were you uh, in the southern side then? Two years. Two years. Yeah. And did you feel like in that case, like how long had it been since you graduated college to moving to Florida? Uh, I've only then I've only been here for a year. So then I left. So okay. yeah, a year. And your time in Florida, did you feel like you were able to refine your craft, like get better at actually plumbing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was able to get really good um, because I did a lot of repipes. Um, and over there, that's very common. Yeah, explain that. Why Why so? Uh, the repiping? Yes. Uh, so the repipes are very common over there because uh, most houses have either galvanized, Quest, or something like that. And we don't repair Right. Galvanize or right. anything. So if if that pipe goes, you have to repipe your entire house. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much yeah, why they're so popular over there. So that type of repetitive, uh, labor intensive uh jobs allowed you to really get good yeah. at refining your plumbing skills and Exactly, yeah. Cause I got the visual I'm a visual learner and hands on learner. So if I if I'm able to repipe an entire house you know, like I'll start picking up how things look behind the walls and stuff like that with, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. gives me 
some sort of x-ray vision. Right. <laughs> I can have an idea where the pipes are going. Right. Plus yeah. do it, doing it so many times, like mm-hmm. then it starts becoming second nature to you and you don't, you're not even, yeah. you don't have to think as much about it anymore because mm-hmm. you just know or yeah. expect it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you stayed in Florida for two years and then what prompted the conversation about coming back North? Yeah. I mean, I just missed this, the team that we had here. Uh, it was a great experience here that I had previously. Kind of that first out of college experience too. Exactly. Yeah. It helped me appreciate what I had when I left, you know? So, um, I hit up Brian and, uh, and Katie got pregnant as well. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, family was up here. It, It only made sense to move back. Uh, to get my daughter with her cousins and stuff like that. <laughs> Wanted to see some snow again, right? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, no. <laughs> the 100-degree heat. Sheesh. Uh, all right, so you, you move back up here, and now you have what I would say is the pretty rare experience of being second-time employed by the same company. Yeah. What was it like going from first employment to second employment and that two-year gap in between? Different. It, it, it was like they they hired a different person, uh, really. That's the way I would see it. You and uh, you, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now I have some experience. Um, I'm even more motivated now to <laughs> do my job. So, um, yeah, it was. It's and a you're game better changer. at doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And what was it like coming back to a company that you had left for two years and then returned to? Like, was it the same place? Had it changed? It didn't change. It's exactly what I expected, but the um, the only thing, what I would say is, like, supervisors change and stuff like that, but that's about it. Yeah, some faces and names yeah, change. Yeah, that's about the it. culture's kind of the same. Exactly, and that's what I hoped for because that's what I wanted. And what was it, like, help me understand that, John. What was it that was so attractive that you wanted? That what that, What is that culture that you speak of? It's... I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's awesome. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, um, the experience here is like family based. It's a team based. Um, it makes me feel more home. Like I feel more comfortable here. Um, yeah, it's just a great environment to work here. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. That's yeah. that's awesome. We love that. Love hearing your story. Um, have you felt like you have grown? Not as a plumber, but as a as a man. Yes, sir. And in yeah. what ways? In so many ways. <laughs> um, I really don't know <laughs> how to go about that. It's just I know as a man, I'm matured. Um, I have goals, you know, like I have a lot more goals. Um, yeah. Like how how has that development impacted your life at home? That's that's really what I'm getting. What's at. that? The uh, like the the maturation the the becoming goal oriented the just growing up really what does that look like how has that impacted you Katie your little one you mean like how it, I was able to buy a home provide for them and stuff all like of that. that all of those things yeah yeah so um yeah I was able to buy a home for my for my wife you know provide for my daughter uh, show a great man example for my daughter you know. Um, all those things are a part of this, this company, you know, it helped me build myself to, yeah, to be me, <laughs> the real me. To be the better version of you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, you've heard that quote before about like what, when Michelangelo looked at 
a piece of uh, a piece of marble, like a block of marble, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't looking at the block. He was looking at the statue within, and it was his job to basically just remove the pieces that were not the statue. Yeah. Right. So like, that's the way that I, I think I look at you and say like, those things were all within you. Yeah. Right. They were refined. They were chiseled away. They were shaped and formed in such a way that the, the beauty and, and the, the richness came out. Mm-hmm. Right. But they were within you. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And so that's, that's really exciting. And I got to ask you now as, how old are you now? 27. 27. So you've, you've owned a house for a year. Yes, you sir. got one kid. Yeah. Beautiful one kid. kid. Beautiful little, <laughs> yeah, beautiful little, little girl. One, beautiful yeah. little girl. You have your Mila. wife. Mila. Yeah. Nice. You have your career. Like as you look back and reflect upon the, what, eight, nine years of all that stuff that we just talked about, like what are you left thinking? I'm just grateful. That's that's really it. It helps me be grateful and it helps me to continue on. Um, Yeah, it helps me just appreciate things a little more. And when you think about living out of a car and considering becoming a dealer and and those types Mm -hmm. of unfortunate situations, you know, that those could have been those left turns, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and you think, what if, like, what does that, what does that speak to you? It could have been completely different. <laughs> like it could have been. <laughs> I don't know where I would be if I would have taken those left turns. So like, it just helps me appreciate where I'm at right now, and you guys really. Yeah. So John, we have listeners um, to the podcast who perhaps are in the same situation as you. You know, maybe uh, maybe somebody flips them a card or sends them a, a podcast or a link and says, hey, check this out. You know, maybe it could be something you're interested in. Somebody who maybe at uh, 18, 19, 20, shoot, 25 years of age is just kind of like, I- I'm not sure, man. What would you say to them now that you've gone through it all, now that you made the decisions to get into the home services? Do you have any regrets, which is perfectly fine if you do? And, you know, do you have any, like, encouragement for them? Mm-hmm. Only regret is I wish I got here sooner, you know. Because I see some of the y- younger guys, they come in and oh, yeah. they don't even go to Stevens. And I'm right. like, gee. But I'm also glad that I did have that experience. Um, uh, what I would say is just keep going through it, man. It, it's worth it at the end. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting that you you have that kind of take on it. Um, and that is something that we continue to try to develop here as far as opening our doors to people with little little background in any of the trades and providing them the opportunity to learn in an, in an osmosis, like basically mm-hmm. surround themselves in an environment of learning while still actually using their hands and being helpful to whoever's training them uh, and then allowing them to kind of rise through the ranks. So we, we love that. And I think that's really a strong model that can be developed across the country right. and apprenticeship has been, you know, for many, many, many years. Um, but like, we want to see more of that. And I think there's such a hunger for people in that 18 to 22 year mm-hmm. um, time of life that are, they're just looking for something. That's where you want to go. Yeah, that, that, at that age, that's where I would say is where to attack, really. Right. L- looking for a way up, looking yeah. for a way out, right? Mm-hmm. Looking for They're an all... opportunity. Yep. And it's, it's such, a, such a refreshment to hear your story. And also, again, just big kudos to you for, for taking that and running with it. Thank you. Right. I mean, in your, in your college class, how many people dropped out? 
<laughs> we started with uh what 21 22 uh i think we graduated with 8 10 oh, <laughs> within like the first week like seven dropped out yeah yeah and then uh the rest got kicked out for like drug either drug use or truck got in trouble in fights or something you know yeah. they made that left turn yeah that's what i mean yeah that's that's right mm-hmm and you know, some sometimes it's not for not for us. You know, you give it a shot and you try it, but other times, you intentionally disqualify yourself. Yes, sir. And that's those are the frustrating things, and those are the stories that we don't want to hear about that are uh, heartbreaking because of you know the opportunity that could have been, what could have been. Right. Yeah. Right? And so it's really it's, it's really scary. cool to hear it's your scary. story. Yeah, it's scary to think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could have been. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you are now a. What, how many, six-year plumber? Uh, since I've graduated, it's been, yeah, five. Five, five-year five plumber. Yeah, so awesome, right. man. Yeah. Uh, so what are kind of your hopes and dreams now as as you're kind of on the other side of a fairly tumultuous time of life, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't easy. There was yeah. a lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh, moving left and right and, and everything else. And, and now you're kind of more established. You have a home. You have a family. What are you shooting for now? Like, what's your goals now? My goals now is to just to grow, uh, continue to grow. Um, it's not, you know what I mean? You, you're always trying to move up. You yeah. never want to stay uh, stagnant, so you, you don't want that. So, <laughs> And, um, uh, you know, a couple of years ago is I want a house, I want a family. Right. What's it now? Now it's bigger house, <laughs> nicer cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I want to be like uh, Brian and Matt. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a beautiful house you got, Brian. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, John, John's frequented my, uh, yeah, bon- bonfires. my bonfires. Yeah, we do some nice uh, barbecuing and bonfire. Yeah, I was just at Matt's uh, new house the other yeah. day. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I want, I need a. Uh, he was like, I need to remodel my house. I'm like, remodel what? It's, <laughs> like, it's already uh, like I love the kitchen, man. It, it, it's amazing. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, right on the <laughs> Lancaster Country Club golf course. Your backyard is a golf course. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> some strong windows if I'm going to be golfing over. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, be be more like Matt and uh, Brian. Those are my shoot. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah, uh, pushing for it. <laughs> so, Brian, as we kind of bring things in for a landing here, what's what's your perspective now as you've seen JP kind of develop from literally – not knowing hardly anything about the which which screwdriver you know <laughs> ladder you, you, you can say it. he was one of the guys who came in from a trade school and held the adjustable wrench backwards yeah. <laughs> 100% happened <laughs> like, what are they teaching you guys <laughs> so as you've seen you've literally been at the front at a front seat of seeing him go from that place to where he is now like what do you have to say about that um, I'm, I'm definitely immensely proud of John. Uh, and even though Brandon, his best friend, isn't here with us anymore. I mean, he, he trusted us and our organization, our team enough to send his brother to us saying that not only, um, Excuse is it a good, me, I sold him. You right. sold, you sold his brother. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled a you on him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Brandon <laughs> called me beforehand and said that this, not only did he want him to have a career here, but wanted him to be, to experience our type of leadership, which is, um, 
as he put it, motivated him to do much bigger things than than he thought possible Mm -hmm. and always be setting goals and always be trying to better yourself and get to the whatever your next level is just to get to it and we we didn't stop supporting Brandon when he left us to go pursue a career in law enforcement it I mean truth be told it seemed like a natural fit for him and he was a he was a producer for us and he had great customer reviews and he was a model tech but it, it was just obvious that this was where he was meant to be. So we were, we were big fans of him doing that. Still big fans and he just made it through SWAT school and may kick my door in Yelling, at some yeah, point. Right. Who knows? <laughs> what are you into, bro, that he'll be kicking your door in? <laughs> uh, probably a mistake. It would See, probably yeah. be an accident. Right? <laughs> Wrong house. No. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm very proud of John. I'm very I was I got to go to John's new home and see the family and really proud to see the the husband and father that he is and um he's definitely a leader here in our organization now and it's been what year did you start here uh you started 2016 2016 so this would have been well no it it was like beginning no ending of 2015 because remember they let me leave school to come here and work oh yeah so this this became class class. credit Yeah. yeah yep yeah. Yeah, which is not something they do all the time. So no. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he so that would have been he's one of my first um people that, that we took from never being in plumbing or now HVAC and electrical, never being in the trades at all to a, a very real success story like myself. So mm-hmm. John John will always have a special place for me. Thanks, um, bro. That that I'll be super proud that we, we were able to meet. And John, you know, he's he's a guy who, if I ask for something, he's the first one to step up. Like if we need not, and this just happened a couple weekends ago, we needed a <laughs> an on call weekend covered, and John was on call the following weekend. Still Although I'm tired of it. running them, <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah. stepped up <laughs> had two weekends in a row, and that's not something that we overlook or don't appreciate. But he's appreciate that is it, who John is. So yeah, it's been uh, mutually extremely beneficial relationship and i'm proud to call john my friend especially for the fact that i saw him box now oh come on (laughs) we don't don't talk talk about this on air but we have a now have a waste no day facebook group it's just waste no day exclamation point or find me on facebook and and hit me up and i'll put you in it i'm gonna post that video of john lumping a dude up man it was brutal yeah what class are you boxing in uh, no class. Uh, I, I never fought or anything. So I just go in there for a workout and, uh, just stay in, try to stay in shape. You nice. know, I haven't been there in six months as you can see, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, when I was going, yeah, I, I sparred a guy. He was also green too. And it just didn't go well for him. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, as I, re- as I recall the story, he was talking a lot of trash about how it was going to go y- on top of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, <laughs> They actually showed up to the um, gym so hyped. We were relaxed. Like, we thought we were just getting a workout, like a light <laughs> sparring thing. But, man, they came in. They he has started, an entourage at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So they walked in like, yeah, we're going to take over this gym. And then they started banging on our on our ring. And we're over here like, okay. <laughs> game so, on. Yeah, so game <laughs> on, exactly. And then they threw in our, our pro versus their pro. He destroyed them. <laughs> he absolutely destroyed them and then they were like do you have anyone that's green and then and then they go like yeah i have a guy here he's been boxing for a year now um never have never had a fight 
and then they put a guy with me, the guy that in that video, and it was bad. Oh, we'll definitely have to check that out, Brian. Yeah. I was throwing bombs. <laughs> it was all Yo. haymakers. Yes, it I'm was, like, <laughs> it was with bad intentions. It's like if I had so much anger held up for so many years <laughs> yep. and just let it out on him, and I felt so bad afterwards because he couldn't like he couldn't function. Like he really had a hard time like getting off the ring <laughs> he when he was sitting down he was like like dozing off type thing yeah, they, i'm like they, oh, they called it didn't they he didn't yeah, even stop yeah they were it, it only went 30 seconds oh my yeah. gracious it, he, they, seemed, uh, he seemed sure he was gonna come back yeah yeah but, uh, wasn't looking good yeah so like he kept pressing me so that's why i was like all right you know like i was i was trying to like get a workout and yeah. he was there to kill me and i was like nah <laughs> <laughs> all right so you and brian who's yeah. winning that fight me and Brian, yeah, I, I couldn't do that to Brian. I, I'll never, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never, I'll never box a friend or family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never. Uh, let me tell you, he's never gonna box John after yeah. watching that video, yeah. <laughs> Brian. No, uh, yeah, I, I'll never do that. Yeah, some some of my buddies like to spar, like play around and stuff. I say I can't play around like that because yeah. it, it can get out of hand, and then I lose a friend. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. one punch goes a little bit too much, and yeah, now it's on. fight time. <laughs> yeah, it's on. I don't know. Brandon's got some pretty good training behind him now, buddy. Oh, no. Brandon can get it. Brandon knows. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. You don't play with me like that. I just texted him, so we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Brandon don't play. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I find Appreciate it inspirational, and I think many other uh, of our listeners um, will enjoy your, your story, and perhaps uh, we can get this podcast into the hands of, of people who are in similar situations as you. And check the trades out. Hear those stories. Do not pass up on plumbing, HVAC, and electrical. I have so many friends that went to four-year school and thousands of debt, and they don't have a job. Ugh. I'm like, bro, what? Like, why do you go to school? Yeah, it, it sounds nice. I went to a four-year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But trade school, you know, I came out of there first year. I didn't even try. And what what did I hear? Like 70? 60, 70,000. Yeah. Right out of right out of college. Yeah. Well, your first full year. In yeah. Truck, first. Yeah. 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 And then we should years we should. after that it has been 85, 90. I'm pushing for 100K this year. Let's go, know? baby. Like, Let's go. You know, like, that's well, awesome. <clears throat> here just in the last couple of months, he's he's really taken off. And I'll, I'll leave it with his his new ticket average. As I just looked it up as 1,095. Let's go. <laughs> over five times what it was um, yeah. when he left originally. Trying to get that fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. the ticket average that gets you to six figures next year. Don't yes, worry sir. about that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for being a part of our thank show you. today. Yeah. Uh, like I said, your your story is it rings true, and it's awesome to see, and it's awesome to con continue to see you developing. So kudos, man, and uh, continue wasting no day. Yeah, right? thanks for having me. Right, appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, that's it for our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed hearing John's story as much as we did. It's just such a refreshing example of the possibilities that are out there. Um, they're right in front of you. Uh, whether you've been in the trade or not, uh, the, the opportunities that lie within the trades are great. And the latter to keep making yourself better, to keep providing more for your family and uh, kind of turning over a new page or just endless. And so it's really exciting to hear a real world example of that. And I hope you enjoyed hearing it. If you'd like to hear more stories like that or any other types of subject matter, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up in the comments, slap us with a five-star review. We'd sure love to know that you're listening so we can continue bringing content that you like hearing. Like it was in John's story, 
we want to continue challenging you to look for that statue within the marble block. Keep chiseling away at the pieces that are a little rough and need refined and keep trying to find that greatness that lies within you and keep choosing to wake up each morning and waste no day. Mm-hmm.